It is another Saturday in CCLN when we talk a wine chat. We'll have a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hope you're uh, bundled up and comfortable oh, this morning. Yes, I'm looking for <laughs> ideas, as a matter of fact, to keep warm. And, you know, I thought that would be a good topic. What with the huge dip in the thermometer and Valentine's coming up on Monday, why not prepare something that's kind of very, very earthy, comfort food uh, for you and your Valentine? It'd be a great way to spend some time. And we're all confined to houses, etc. This is a good time to try some of these different dishes. Of course, one that comes to mind immediately, to me anyway, is to houses, etc. This is a good time to try some of these different dishes. Of course, one that comes to mind immediately, to me anyway, is stew. Stew is one of those great comfort foods, and there's so many different kinds of them. Just think of the meats in stew, lamb, beef, even venison, even chicken stew or chicken pot pie, absolutely wonderful, big, intense dishes like that that are warming to the soul and the body as well. Coquavon is, of course, the classic French chicken stew. It's chicken cooked in wine. Actually, Coquavon is an old rooster, and they'd boil it all day in a bottle of wine to tenderize it. So it has a charming name, Coquavon, but it's just chicken stew, really. Uh, how about fish stew, bouillabaisse, the French style, or any kind of chowder like you get from New England, or chipino from Italy, great, or oyster stew is another great one. Uh, do you have? And, and speaking of fish thing, Finn and Hattie is a wonderful smoked cod thing you serve with boiled potatoes, etc. Uh, it's kind of Norwegian, and certainly the Norwegians know how to stave off cold weather. So try uh, a little of that Finn and Hattie. How about chili? Chili is a great thing for a cold weather day. And again, like the stew, you can make beef chili, pork chili. I think venison chili is my all-time favorite. And then there's a uh, something called cassoulette, which is a white bean stew from France. And in it, they put a lot of things. Mainly white beans, chicken, and sausage are the primarily things to have in cassoulette. And speaking of that kind of dish, how about paella from Spain? Different kinds of paella. You know, paella has shrimp in it, chicken, sausage, chorizo, sausage, etc. A great, great cold weather dish. And when you think of all those things, you think of root vegetables, rutabagas, turnips, parsnips, potatoes, carrots, all of those root vegetables, when they're cooked up and stewed up, are so good, as are mushrooms and onions, which aren't in the root vegetable family, but they're awfully good. And all the different kinds of soup you could make to warm up. Um, borscht doesn't have to be cold all the time. That's a beet soup. Warm, it's delicious. Uh, Spanish black bean soup is one of my all-time favorites. And Tuscan bread soup, Charlie Boone and I used to talk all the time of where you got the best Tuscan bread soup. It's, it's a way you used up old stale bread, and they made soup out of it. And boy, I'll tell you, it was absolutely delicious. And, of course, who can deny the pleasures of pasta, whether you make a great lasagna or a terrific mustacholi or ravioli, any kind of a pasta dish is just, I think, so soul-warming. It's absolutely delicious, as are any cheesy casserole, any kind of a casserole that you've added a little cheese and butter to. Boy, oh, boy, that will help beat the weather very, very nicely. And, you know, a couple of things that 
uh, I do that are real easy. If you want to really try a very interesting dish, sometime when you're going to bake a little fish in the oven, take three tablespoons of mayonnaise and one tablespoon of Parmesan cheese. Mix that all up and coat the top of the fish with it for the last uh, five to eight minutes before it cooks. That mixture of Parmesan and mayonnaise is absolutely phenomenal on any kind of whitefish. I like to put that on grouper when I cook it in the oven. Again, three tablespoons of mayonnaise and one tablespoon of Parmesan cheese. And uh, that is really a wonderfully continental way to put You can put it on tilapia, almost any kind of fish. It would benefit from that on the top of it. Another thing that I do very often, I love to grill salmon, even in the cold weather. And I take three parts of maple syrup and one part of soy sauce and marinate the salmon in that before I grill it. Again, three parts maple syrup, one part soy sauce. And I'm telling you, that is absolutely a terrific way to have salmon. Uh, and it's so simple. And you can marinate that for as little as an hour, as long as half a day. Again, it's three parts maple syrup and one part soy sauce, and a terrific result. Believe me, you'll just love it. Of course, I'd also like ribs. Ribs can be really great at this time of year. Slow-cooked in the oven, so you don't even have to go outside. You wrap them up in aluminum foil, put your seasonings or your favorite rub on top of them, put them at a low heat, about 225 for three or four hours, then take them out, unwrap them, put your favorite sauce on the top, put them back in the oven for another 15 minutes to caramelize that sauce a little bit. And boy, I'll tell you, is that a wonderful uh, cold weather dish. You know, food and wine is is kind of just a natural thing, I think. And it always makes things a little better if you have some comfort food. And all you have to do when you're pairing wine with this is follow the main spice. Uh, in the dish. Uh, And how it's prepared is very important. And don't forget, in my opinion, champagne is a very undervalued wine for marrying with foods. Uh, I mentioned that oyster stew a while ago. Champagne with that is absolutely delicious. And uh, again, you're having kind of heavy, hearty uh, food here. You want relatively heavy, hearty wines. So, yeah, and you want similar flavors. For example, Sauvignon Blanc goes very, very well with citrus. So if you're having uh, lemon garlic shrimp, you might want to try Sauvignon Blanc with it. It's good, and it's a good marriage. Then also, the sweetness pays a role in it. Uh, I always tell people to, to use Vouvray, which is decidedly on the sweet side, to have with turkey, because turkey has so much sweetness in the meat itself. Plus, all the side dishes when you're having with turkey are relatively sweet, too. And you really want to pair more with the sauce than the meat. For example, if you were having coca vin, I'd have a red wine with it. That's what we just talked about a minute ago. Uh, and, uh, but if you were having, uh, say, chicken with a cream mustard sauce, I'd have a buttery chardonnay with that. Because the sauce determines what the wine is, not so much the chicken itself. Uh, one of the hard wines we mentioned a minute ago is chili. Chili, I think, is a little like uh, barbecue. Uh, it, it would benefit from a, either a Zinfandel or a Malbec. Malbec is the most popular 
red grape type from Argentina, and I think it just cries for barbecue sauce, that sweet, hot flavor that's in most barbecue sauce, which is also in chili, a little sweet, a little hot. It's very, very good, that Malbec, as is a lot of Zinfandel, very hearty Zinfandels, are really kind of good to have with uh, chili, even though it's difficult. And, of course, you can always have beer. Beer is great. So you want to pair, in my opinion, the food with the wine, not the wine with the food. It's just better to go that way and, and simpler. And you'll have a, a excellent results, in my opinion, if you try that. And, you know, of course, we at Haskell's have our annual 6 for 60, which is uh, not annual. It's a regular thing we have that Ted Farrell puts together, and he's put one together called his Valentine Edition. And he has six wines in here for 60 bucks. One of them is a Fordant uh, Rosé from the Languedoc. The Languedoc is a, the highest and most interesting port, in my opinion, of the Midi or the Mastiff Central. And it makes wonderful rosés. And Fordon is a very, very good one. Bone dry. And then one of my favorite Bordeaux he has in there is Chateau Mille Ange Red. This is, gets its name. Some friend of mine who owned K Jewelers uh, sold it for a bajillion dollars. And his wife always wanted a Bordeaux Chateau. So he bought an old convent, that's the name, Thousand Angels, Chateau Mille Ange. And she's up to making wine. And she's been doing this now for about 30 years. And, boy, she's gotten good at it. And her little red wine, Chateau Milange, is a Bordeaux. It's primarily Cab with a Merlot blend. Very, very good. Obscure red blend. Now, there's a terrific wine. would go very well with chili. We just talked about wines with chili. But his obscured red wine is one of those red field blends, a mixture of Cabernet, Zinfandel, Merlot, etc. Boy, it's good. And, of course, he hasn't forgotten, you sparkling wine lover. He has one called Grandin, which is a Cremant de Bourgogne. It's the best-selling sparkling wine in France, G-R-A-N-D-I-N. And, my, it's nice. It would be perfect to start out your Valentine dinner with. And he's also picked an unusual wine, Cote de Rhone Blanc, Blanc de Murier. It's a wonderful white wine. You know, we forget how good those Cote de Rhone Blancs are. They're primarily, they're Viognier and uh, other wine, other grape types in there, but it's it got a character all unto itself, and it would go very well with hearty food. And, of course, he has the Diomiades Malbec from Argentina, which is perfect to have uh, with chili or those spicy things like barbecue sauce, etc. And then I have picked a bouquet of rose. For your favorite Valentine, this is a half a dozen of rosé wines that I've selected, ranging from effervescent to classic. And believe me, these rosés won't wither and die like your rose bouquet of roses will. They continue to bring delight every time you pop the cork and every glass poured. A great gift. This is a little more expensive. It's seventy-four ninety-nine, but you get six bottles of different rosés from the different parts of the world. The first one is Viamont, our good friends in Burgundy, made a Cremant de Bourgogne, but it's a rosé Cremant. So it's like a red, red rosé champagne, a rosé sparkling wine. Just wonderful way to start your Valentine dinner. Then the next one I picked was a Marinon rosé from the Louveron. 
Luberon is a high area of Provence. It's in the center of Provence, and the altitude there is on average 1,300 feet. And it produces a cool, crisp rosé, and this Marinon rosé is just, in my opinion, absolutely delicious. And I haven't forgotten our friends who absolutely love Oregon wine. Greetings from Willamette, Oregon is a rosé that's made entirely from Pinot Noir. And boy, I'll tell you what a lot of character that uh, rosé has. It is absolutely delicious. The next one I picked was a rosé d'Anjou from the Loire. That was Rosé d'Anjou was really the reason rosés became popular throughout the world, because they were soft and they were the first introduction, and it was easy to say, Rosé d'Anjou. This Lingeron is a estate that produces, in my opinion, one of the best rosés d'Anjou. Rosé d'Anjou is a little softer than these other rosés, not quite as dry, and just delicious. And then a simple... Vino Verde Rosé from Portugal. This used to be my favorite wine to go sailing out on Lake Minnetonka. We'd bring a couple of bottles of Vino Verde and how delicious it was. And then about 28 years ago or so, I went in Portugal and they brought out a rosé. And I didn't even know Vino Verde came in a rosé. And we've taken it in and it's become immensely popular. There's a little pirult on your tongue. That is the wine that will undergo secondary fermentation from the heat of your tongue. So when you have that Vino Verde Rosé, you'll feel that spritz on your tongue, and it's, it's a nice sensation. And last but not least, a Cote de Rhone Rosé from my friend Bernard. They, they produce wonderful Cote de Rhones, and their Cote de Rhone Rosé is a very, very good example of that. And so, there you have it. you got Ted 6 for 60, my bouquet of rosé. Remember, give them a book bouquet that you can both share the bouquet a bottle of rosé would be absolutely a great gift and six bottles would make a bouquet that you could both enjoy and share and like i said those rosés don't wilt and die like regular rosés do you (laughs) every time you pull a cork you can enjoy a fresh new rosé or rose some great ideas jack as usual now tell us where we can find the both of these and all of these great wines all of those wines are available at Haskell's, the wine people. We know wines, and we value them, and we've been doing this a long time. Over 85 years, we've been picking wines for the Twin Cities. That's why we're called the wine people. There's a Haskell's near you. They'll help you pick a perfect wine for your Valentine, and best of all, they'll help you pick a wine that doesn't cost very much. There's a Haskell's nearby, Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior, in Faribault, right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. 22,000 square feet of wines from all over the world. Our downtown Minneapolis store is open on Saturday and Sunday and has free parking. Haskell's at Ridgedale in Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village. There's a Haskell's in Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury as well. And if you can't visit Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver, and we can also have your packages ready to pick up at the door. And... As I said, Haskell's are the wine people, and there's a good reason for that. They know what they're talking about when it comes to wine. And we'd be happy to help you pick a wine that'll make your Valentine Day. Well, let's plan on getting together next week, Jack. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thanks very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.